Does your brand or business want to reach thousands of mums in Australia or around the world? Well, the best way to let them know about what you have to offer is to jump into their ears right here with us on the podcast. That's right. We are an independent mum-run podcast. And if you think your brand would enrich the lives of our DLs, or you just want your business shouted from the rooftop, slide on into our inbox and let's talk about how you can partner with us to get your brand out there. Yes, come and join the potty fam. Email partnerships at we don't have time for this.com to talk turkey. <laughs> I like your nails. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've gone with, uh, I call it cafe au lait. It's like five shades of coffee. I've got my long black. Coffee, 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 coffee. <laughs> yeah, got a bit of a long black, got a bit of a cappuccino with chocolate top, got a cappuccino without chocolate top. I believe that's called a flat white. That's called a flat white? Yep. Hey, hey, she knows her coffee. I do know my coffees. For a non-coffee drinker, and then I've got what I call my milk and a dash, which is what my mum <laughs> used to make me, which is like nine-tenths milk and then one-tenth, like a dash of coffee. So I felt grown up. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And a macchiato. Yes, and a macchiato. It's a good vibe. I'm committed to the nail art. Like, I'm still seeing it through. You're, you are. Yeah. Look at you committing to Pilates, committing to nail well, no, no, art. No, no. You're a Pilates real girl is, your word this year. Pilates is gone, skis. Oh, no. Since What's I had happened? the Rona. Yeah. The lingering fatigue. Even though I've been out of ISO now for a week, I can't work out. I can't even walk around my block without feeling like I need to lie down. Okay, I have 50 questions, so should we start the app and then I'm going to ask you a lot about this. All right. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host... Revzy, back from a holiday, Revzy. Yeah, you've got that (laughs) holiday vibe. I'm looking at you and you're glowing. It took four minutes of getting back into real life for it to sort of start to fade, but that's okay. I'm just trying to stay in that mood, stay in that vibe. Just stay in that place. Yeah. Can you feel my desperation? Yeah, I can smell it. (laughs) Um, So COVID fatigue, what is going on? So you had COVID two weeks ago. I did. Do you know what? I'm really struggling with chatting with people who are like, I had COVID the same time as you. It was just like a head Mm. cold. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Like I'm so fucking happy for you. I'm glad your experience of it was just a head cold. I felt like I was going to die. Just another thing you can do wrong. Yeah. Well, apparently I got the shit strain. Same with my husband. But you know what? I don't want to dwell on COVID. I'm like bored of it. I'm bored of myself and the post-COVID version of me. I want to focus on the positives. Okay. I'm out of ISO. How good's this though, Revs? Now that I'm out of ISO, the government have now changed the rules. I saw that. That if you're a close contact, you don't have to isolate. I, I saw like, that. Yay. But I mean, you had it, so, so you would have had to ISO anyway. That's true. That is very, very true. But the most exciting thing about my week, other than Rafa's birthday and having a big four-year-old, is that my kids are back in daycare. Is there anything more exciting? There is little as exciting. <laughs> As this moment in time. Fun fact, last week I paid two lots of daycare fees. So for two children in one day, 
plus had a nanny. Oh my god! So I spent seven hundred dollars <gasps> in childcare in one day to have them at home. Well, to have them at home with a nanny. It was a good time. I didn't resent the world at all in that moment. In time. I love that we're trying to make this positive, but all the facts are very <laughs> bleak. We're like, that was fun. That was bleak. fun. Waxing seven hundred dollars okay. on nothing. <laughs> I promise that this will be my last little mention about the C word before yeah. we move on. But I've got a story. Okay. So my sister-in-law caught up with her the other day, and this is my sister-in-law. She's married to my brother, Absolute Ledge, and she goes to me. So uh, I won't do her accent. She's American. Please do. Maybe I should do it in her. Please accent. do. No, I won't. I'll offend her. I'll offend her. She said she was standing in the line of a coffee shop in her local neighborhood. It was pretty busy and there was a woman standing next to her with a hacking cough. Now we know how shitty it is slash awkward slash you kind of want to Houdini out of there when you've got a cough in public now. Having a cough in public is just straight up not okay. Not okay. So she's stuck in this line with this woman. Granted, she's outside and she's hacking away and trying to stifle this gnarly cough, right? Then across the road on the other side of the street, a woman walks past walking her dog and she stops, looks over at the line and goes, Taylor, I thought you had COVID (gasps) to that woman. No. Yeah. My sister-in-law is standing there being like, oh my fucking God. And the woman with the cough was like pretending that she didn't know the woman with the dog across the street. <laughs> like looking down, looking at her phone. And then the woman across the street goes, Hey, Taylor, don't you have COVID? <laughs> like fully. Just in case no one heard, heard it. <laughs> well, because look, Taylor, as we know now, is Taylor. Name, was ignoring her. Fucking Taylor. Now, my sister-in-law is like, for fuck's sake. Like, of course you have COVID. I wondered if you did already before the woman with the dog came by. Okay, okay. Better for the doubt. Better for the doubt. Is there any chance she did have COVID? She's done her seven days and like you, the cough lingers. So why wouldn't you reply to your friend straight up in that (laughs) moment and say, hey, Georgina, I did have it, but I've done my seven days I so I'm all good. Thanks. Because yelling would make you cough again. Nah, bullshit. I call bullshit. That bitch was meant to be an ISO and she decided she wanted her morning coffee yep. and she snuck out of her house, Shit. thought she'd be incognito, and then got sprung. And as someone who has just completed seven full days ISO, and I mean, I didn't leave the front fence of my fucking house. No, nor should you. Exactly. And then there's this Taylor bitch. Fucking Taylor. Sneaking out for a coffee. I'm not okay with it. Made me ragey. I mean, Taylor obviously doesn't have neighborhood pals like you dropping shit off. Where were her pals? Where was Dog Walker when she needed her soy oat latte okay this is a not not spawn but <laughs> hello have you heard of doordash like uh, get your coffee delivered to your door yeah give that guy covid <laughs> nah nah you can do a bit of a drop and run no, totally. you know our girlfriend livy she did a coffee drop off and i saw her do the drop off and i was like oh my god a full-grown adult human that i can talk to so i like opened the door to greet her but not like with distance and you know how my house is a bit like a Queenslander where you have to walk upstairs it's on stilts yeah and Liv was just like oh hey Jim just dropped you off some coffees and pastries and as she's talking to me she's (laughs) backing away down the stairs and then she sort of pauses on like the fourth step down and then we keep conversing and she just slowly keeps backing away until she's in my front garden (laughs) 
and I was like, are you backing away from me? Because she's like, absolutely. She was like, yeah, babe, absolutely. You germy bitch, get away from me. I did the same. When I did my drop off, I put them down. I was like, I know they have the doorbell, so they'll see me. And I just waved at the doorbell and like turned to run. And then Hubs opened the door and was like, hey, mate. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) Close Don't talk to me. Cover your mouth. And then Rafa's dancing around like, hi, Auntie Rams. I was like, Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your dirty, almost four-year-old mouth. <laughs> oh, she's four, Revs. Can oh, we babe. just, can we have a moment? Yeah. So what don't you have time for? I have all the time in the world for my four-year-old. <laughs> oh, oh, love heart emoji, love heart emoji. The myth is true. I know. Four-year-olds are fantabulous. Dreamy. She's only a few days into this life as a four-year-old and she is delicious. I'm obsessed with this age. I just want to freeze time, hit the pause button. I don't want to move beyond this right now. I know. She's amazing. But let me just tell you, let's not speed through four because four is dreamy for so many reasons. They're still really little. They're still into all the Mm -hmm. really cute things. They still love their tutus and their dancing and their little friends and their cupcakes and all the fun little things. But then they're like, you can reason with them. They yes, want to help you. It's the reasoning. Yeah, they can have a little bit of a conversation. They can they can just be reasonable human beings, which they up yes, until four kind of yes. can't. They still have their moments or whatever, but four is just so dreamy and you just really notice that shift. Five, I mean, hold yeah. on to your hat. I know you want to freeze time, but five is so delicious. Oh, yeah? Talk to me. So Talk I know you're like, to me. freeze Tell time, Tell me about freeze how time. good five-year-olds are. Babe, five-year-olds are proud of themselves when they do good (laughs) so it's like the next level of being helpful or reasonable it's beyond reasonable and it goes to helpful like they start to get so much more vocabulary so you can have like full-on conversations with them they start to really start to show their personality they start to have discerning tastes like they make their own friends they like their own foods and they become aware of that I don't know five to me was just I mean, my baby is my baby is turning five in two weeks. But I know when my big girl turned five, it was just like oh, I'm obsessed with five. I'm glad to hear that it gets better. Yeah, it, it's never gone backwards. Because I for was me. worried, I was peaking at four. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not like eighteen months. Because I, I, eighteen months to me is so delicious. So, so delicious. But then you kind of regress for another 18 months, waiting till you get to yeah. four. Like you're kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for a moment in time, they're so dreamy and cute and they're like big babies and they're kind of, you know, you're getting in yeah. your rhythm and all that stuff. But then they sort of turn into two-year-olds and you're like, fuck off, jerk. No, they turn into assholes, straight up assholes. But from four, it just, it truly is true. It only gets better. Oh, I love it. And do you know, on the comprehension level, mm. I'm really enjoying, as you said, reasoning with them. Like even with Rafa, I've noticed a massive shift. So yeah. the other day she said to me, mummy, when you go and buy stuff, you buy it with money. And I said, yeah. And she said, where does this money come from? And I said, oh, mummy and daddy work. So we earn money. And she said, how do I get money? And I was like, well, one day you'll have a job and you'll get to earn money that way. And she said, what if I tidy the playroom? Can I get money? Wow. Chores. And I shit you not. Yeah, we've entered the chore stage of childhood. Nice. And like keen for it. Keen. She went upstairs, became pack away pee, just put everything in drawers, everything in cupboards in a nonsensical order. But on a surface level, if you walked into the playroom, you would think it was spotless. Whoa, whoa, Open whoa, a drawer whoa, whoa, and it's whoa, like... Whoa, 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 whoa. 
<laughs> no good deed goes unpunished with you, Chummy. <laughs> she packed away the playroom, but it wasn't in the order of where everything's supposed to go. <laughs> Take your wins, babe. Take your wins. No, no, no. I'm taking it as an enormous win. Yes. Enormous. It's an activity. It gets yes. her out of your hair. Yeah. She's learning the value of hard work and money. Yes. She's now saved about $10 because we give her a dollar yep. for every time she cleans her room and her playroom. Child and labor. she stashes it in this little bag. Absolutely child labor. <laughs> and she got to go to the shop and buy herself a treat. Oh, my God. And she went with a giant triple choc chip cookie monstrosity thing. I didn't care. I was like, you have whatever you have you earned that and just the pride yes her face so good she paid for it herself i was like this is a game changer this is amazing it's amazing we have arrived yeah and i have the rule as well of like you can buy whatever you want with your money i don't care if you waste it all on snakes that you'll learn pretty quickly that was a (laughs) stupid waste of money you know what i mean like i think that's the best way for them to learn so you're giving her actual coins where are you getting them I don't know. We have, weirdly, a stash of coins. I know at some point that there'll be some kid key card system where they can earn... What is it? Spriggy. Spriggy. A Spriggy account. That's right. You have shared this on the potty before. Yes. Um, And we'll get to that. I mean, Raph's only just turned four, so... She, she finds odd coins around the house. And they love coins. Yeah, she loves coins. It's tangible. You know, it's not like a spriggy account where it's like, I've got this plastic card and I assume there's money on it. It's like real money and she can count it. That's yes. the other thing that she enjoys doing. Anyway, I'm just really into this stage with Rafa. Iggy, on the other hand. Oh, God. He's had a personality transplant. How old is he officially now? He is officially two years and four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper jerk territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, full body throwdown tantrums, opinions, ticking his sister off. Yeah, yeah, baiting. Like, like pushing her buttons. Absolutely. Just baiting the shit out of her. So then I'm like, fuck, you're pissing everyone off, not just me. You're now pissing Rafa off as well. Needy. I so bred a screen monster. He's got oh. his shows. Do you know what we're deep into? And what? DLs, don't go looking for this on YouTube because you'll regret it as much as your self-introduction to Coco Melon. But Blippy? What the fuck is Blippy? Oh, my God, you got away with a life without Blippy. I'm actually jealous. Oh, it sounds awful. He's some YouTube guy and he teaches you about things like there's a whole episode on helicopters or fire trucks or whatever and he's like this zany American dude Ew. in like this weird hat and he wears suspenders and he's a Poindexter oh. and he's super cheesy and apparently the guy is minted. He makes gazillions yeah. and lives in a mansion in Vegas and I just thought God, haha, YouTube fame, lol whatever went to big w blippy merch yeah yeah have you are you even a parent these days if you don't wake up to a zany american accent on full volume coming out of an ipad at 5 a.m i don't think you are i think this is the new parenting norm my kids are deep in youtube too it's a covid thing i was like always a bit anti-youtube or trying to same because i saw my nieces like my, my cousin warned me she's like oh fucking youtube but it really does buy you if you need time because it's that wormhole, you know, it really does buy you significant time more than a show or a movie would. So it's definitely a thing out of COVID. I gave my kids iPads and I was like, mommy's got a two hour Zoom. Go for your life on YouTube. Watch whatever you want. And they've got YouTube kids, so they can't watch anything growing yeah. up. And I've got controls and stuff, but like, go for it. My kids like the most inane shit. And yeah, if you ever want to have a real fun time when you're on the couch at night, just Google the net worth 
of some of those YouTube families or creators that your kids watch and just die a small death of pain and envy. Like it's envy. just, they're <laughs> yeah. worth millions. It's insane. And they do nothing. They go, the Christmas that went wrong. So they like clickbait the title and then it's like, that somebody opened a present it's like, that wasn't for that kid. That was for that kid. Oh, YouTube effect. And it's like, this is inane bullshit. The one thing everyone warned me to avoid are YouTube videos of kids unboxing Oh, yeah, kids unboxing. Toys. Yeah, yeah. So Teddy's favorite YouTube is called Ryan's Toys. Oh, yeah, right. No, he, he is a multi-millionaire, huge, Ryan. Huge, huge. That kid, and like, that you know whole what? family. All power to Ryan. Good on you, Ryan. Good on you, Ryan's dad. And, uh, you know, congrats. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, Teddy is just, you know, he already lives at the top of consumerism mountain. And he's now yep. deep into Pokemon. Deep, deep, deep. And it's his first real obsession. He's had obsessions before, but this is, like, really sticking around. Now, is that an influence from Ryan directly on YouTube? No, or no, no. It's, like, a basic five-year-old boy thing at our local okay. school. Like, it's pretty much back again in Pokemon. But Teddy is, like, so hard into Pokemon. And, like, he's into this niche character called Mamoswine that was, like, a yep. special edition card in the 90s or something. And, like, and, like <laughs> I'm like, can't you just love Pikachu? Because there's Pikachu shit everywhere. It's cheap. I can get yeah. it. No, no. Yes, like Mamoswine. And there are three evolutions of Mamoswine. Here, they are printing money, Gem. Can I go on a... You know what I don't have time for? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, baby. Pokemon. Like, they have a license to print money. There used to be the original 80 characters. Now there's like, maybe it's wow. 800. Anyway, there's all these characters of Pokemon. And then every character has three evolutions. So they start as one and they evolve into another and they evolve into another. So, of course, you have to get the three different figures. You have to get the three different cards. Yeah, you have to get the three different whatever, blah, blah, blah. They sell these Pokemon cards, which are playing cards, like what we always had. Like, you know, did you ever collect playing cards of any kind? Like never in my life. I this I could not relate to this less. Like, I can you please explain it to me? Do you trade? Yeah, them? they're Is trading cards. They're like they're old school baseball cards. I collected Jurassic Park cards out of the bread in the mid-90s because I was obsessed oh, wow. with Jurassic Park and I wanted every scene and I did. I collected the whole set and then I had every scene from and the movie. And then what does one do with well, them? Well, you trade. So you go like, oh, I don't have the opening scene but I do have the Velociraptor, a spare. So I'll give you the Velociraptor scene if you give me the opener. And then you're like, boo. Oh. And anyway, the boys don't really do this with their Pokemon because they're these fucking commodities because it's $100 for a box of Pokemon cards at Kid Stuff. $100. I'm sorry. What? So that's for five little plastic sleeves of cards, but they merch it out in this big gift box. So it's all like in a ton of landfill plastic. And it's like it, they've merged it like in these holograph boxes and it's all made to look like this big toy in this big box. But it's actually five little packets of trading cards, like a license to print money. And it's just one file. My mind is fucking blown. Anyway, uh, when you know, you know. So don't at me. I already have the intel. If you go on Alibaba, there's links going around the WhatsApp group chats, all those kind of things. Quick question. With these trading cards, can you also play games? Like, do they double as 
playing It's supposed cards. to. I don't think Teddy's quite at the level of that, but like he and his mate got them out the other day and they were doing something I overheard like, well, mine's a snow type, yours is a water type, so I beat you. Rah, rah, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like, I don't think they really know <laughs> what they're doing, but it's more about collecting. Mm. Like Ted's got the folder now. And, anyway. and our friend Anna gave us this, like her son's vintage entire collection in a tin. So he goes through those and like puts them in it. That was really exciting. Anyway, for his birthday, it makes it really easy. I've just told everyone, get Pokemon. But then I realized, like, no, no, he's going to be like that guy who's like, I've already got this. Or, oh, I don't like Balbasaur. You know, it's like there's specifics. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So basically what I've done is I've ordered a ton of stuff that I know he wants, like specific figures or specific stuff. And I'm just going to send a photo to the family and be like, first in, first serve, what do you want? Uh, item one, <laughs> Mavaswine action auction figure. It off. Item two, Pokey Dex. Can I get in on this auction? Yeah, yeah, I'll send you the auction. You can be, I'll be like, item one, $49.95, Pokey Dex backpack. Item number two, <laughs> Pikachu socks, $12.95. Item, but like, I'll, I might put a little sliding scale of how happy it will make Teddy. <laughs> Everyone can find out. <laughs> I'm giving him the one that was hard to find. I had to find a collector on Amazon and like negotiate over this 80s figure of this Mamoswine character because he wants it so badly. Good Lord. It was like a Happy Meal toy. This is like a full-time <laughs> job, Rebs. And you know what? And because I feel him, like I am this kind of person, I get obsessions, I get deep into things, and I did when I was a kid. Like I had a proper obsession with Jurassic Park where I was just like so obsessed with everything about that movie. I had that with Lord of the Rings. Like I'm a bit of a geek like that. I can really get into the BTS and something. You get this. You are too. And um, so, absolutely. so I like see that he's into it and I want to kind of like help him enjoy the full experience. Cause like, it's like when you get into a new album and then you want to know all about how, you know, how they wrote this song and what the inspiration was for that. And like, then you want the t-shirt and all the stuff. Like I'm just, you know, I'm absolutely. Kind of, and fostering I'm deep it. in training for the Billie Eilish concert. At the exactly. Moment. So you get it. It's that feeling of like, yes. being and so into something and wanting to share it. And he's just lucky that he's into something that other little boys his age will get on board with. Like they'll be like, yes. And he can like, but anyway, he's walking around Manly at the moment in the most unbelievably hilarious, awkward homemade costume of Mama Swine. It looks oh, like he's I got. I saw it on your gram. <laughs> It's so good. I mean, there is no it is costume awkward. you can buy, like right? And I thought, oh, coming just buy out a woolly his... mammoth one. No, no. He's like, no, but that's got a trunk. Mammoth swine has a snout. No, no, that's got the tusks aren't the right shape. And I was like, oh, mate. Oh, mate. So I made him one with a hot glue gun and shit from Big W. I like literally pulled horns. He loves it. Yeah, but he's wearing it everywhere. And he's like, people are looking at me. I'm like, yeah, mate. Because you, <laughs> like, you look like a fucked up Madonna walking around with a horn bra on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love him. You know what, Teddy? Lean in. Not that he listens to this party, but if you ever were to one day, just know that your Auntie Jem was in full support of yes. your self expression through yes. Mama Swinewear. I'm here <laughs> for it. Mama Swinewear. <laughs> what does Raffi want to wear? She's peak four, so what does she want to wear at the moment? Oh, she's so basic. Princess Sparkles, tutu, yeah. 
she's done. You know, it's not that complicated with her. I am relieved that she still loves a pair of bike shorts as Great. well. Just from a practical standpoint, when she's climbing to the top of God knows what, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to slip on that tool. She's got opinions, but she's typical. I'd love to be like, my daughter's a tomboy and only wears this, you know, but she's not that. And I'm not going to project onto her what I want her to be. She's just who she is. And she's divine. Yeah. I'll take her just as she comes and how she evolves. Uh, Will she have more than three evolutions? (laughs) (laughs) I guess time will tell. Revs. Yes. I need to hear about your holiday. I need to live vicariously through you because it looked like you had a time. I need to tell you all about this holiday. Yes. Assault my ears with it. Tell me what you want first. Do you want to hear all about my amazing holiday or do you want to hear the funny story that happened on the holiday that was less amazing? (laughs) Uh, Tell me about the funny story. All right. So as you know, I've never lost a pair of sunglasses ever. I don't lose things. I have a place for everything and everything in its place. I always know where my things are. I've never lost my keys. You know, it's not a thing I do, right? I'm just a very like know where my shit is kind of person. Not in a skill I cultivated, just lucky, I guess. In the last month, I've lost three pairs of sunglasses. It's just like... What's happened to you? You've had a lobotomy. It's an indication of where I'm at in my life. But anyway... Can I just say I have a little theory on that? Okay. I feel like this is a side effect of the vid. Of the vid? Like forgetfulness? Yeah. I can't string a sentence at the moment. Yeah, but you're fresh out. I'm good eight weeks past my vid. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I just wanted to make you feel better by blaming it on something. Okay. Thank you. Let's blame it on the general dumpster fire that is my life. That seems more appropriate. So (laughs) I was walking home from the beach afternoon one. Like we'd literally arrived two hours before we were going to the beach. The kids were playing and I had a pile, you know, piles are always dangerous, but I had like two, three pairs of sunnies, two pairs of goggles, a towel, some hats, you know, the shit that kids just throw and hope you pick up for them. No, you'll pick up for them. So we're walking back from the beach to the hotel. We get back to the hotel and then I'm looking for my sunnies and I'm like, oh, fuck, where are my sunnies? And I overturn everything. And anyway, I can't find them. And I'm like, fuck, I think I've lost my sunnies. Go to the lost property. And they're like, you know, they're these Ray-Bans, but they're not the round ones. They're like a little bit hexagony. You know, those gold oh, frame yes, ones. Oh, yes, I'm yeah. into those. Yeah. yeah, they're cool. And they're relatively new because I lost my gold, my round ones. Anyway, so I go to Lost Property, nothing, whatever. Anyway, first thing the next morning, we go and get our spots by the pool. We're lying there. We're having, like, a coffee by the pool. The kids start swimming. And Isla comes up to me and goes, Mom, I think that little girl's wearing your glasses. <gasps> and I was like, what? No. And I look over and there's this, like, eight-year-old sitting by the pool with her parents and she's wearing the same glasses. Like, so I'm not going to say... No eight-year-old is going to have the hexagon-shaped Ray-Ban glasses. So we start doing a bit of detective work. So the parents are bougie. Like, you know, she's got the Christian Dior beach tote. She's wearing Chanel sunnies. She's in a YSL cosy. He's wearing Gucci body. Like they're fancy. Okay. So there is. I feel like I want to spend a whole episode talking about designer brands and people who <laughs> like to wear their money overtly through I mean, clothes. You do and you. Cars. If that's what you like doing, you know, go for it. But what I'm saying is we were like doing a bit of sleuth work and like, okay, so there is a possibility they bought their kid $280 sunnies. <laughs> that's a possibility. <laughs> She's eight, but she's not wearing designer. She's wearing her Speedos or whatever. So she's got them on and she's sitting there. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? Because there's a chance she found them on the beach or by the pool and was like, sweet. And they're like, fair enough, finders keepers. But like, am I within my rights to go up and be like, this might be weird, but there's no chance you 
found those sunglasses you're wearing is there you know I was like getting really weird about it and I feel like that's a strong line I think you could have led with that well no but then I realized I have an almost eight-year-old and I'm like here we go I know exactly what I'll do so I'm like you're gonna mobilize the child (laughs) mobilize the child speaking of child labor so I'm like Isla Isla go and ask that girl she found those sunnies and she's like, oh, why don't you? And I was like, well, I could, but it's just less awkward coming from you because kids are allowed to say things like that and get away with it. And she's like, all right. So she like, she goes up to her and I was like, no, do it in front of the parents, do it in front of the parents. But then they're all walking away to like the drink station. And she said to her, no, are they your glasses? Or I shouldn't word it right. <laughs> anyway, and the girl's like, yeah, they're mine. And I was like, no, you have to ask her in front of her mum because then the mum would feel awkward and be like, oh, no, we found them. Are they yours? And I would get them back. Yes. Anyway, good strategy. she looked straight at Isla and was like, no, they're mine. And I just, it, she just looked like she was fibbing. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> you're fibbing. They're my glasses. But then I was like, we'd used our one go at it, you know? We used it up. So I was like, I think they're gone. Like, I think they're hers now. Good line. Yeah. You can't, where do you go from there? Because then you're really accusing them of lying. Then you're really accusing them of like stealing your sunnies. And we're like all around the pool all day. And that was just not a vibe I was into. So I was like, I think my glasses are gone. And, and Teddy got wild. Ted was like wild about it. Because his whole thing at his almost five is injustice. It's just like so unfair. He's like, but they're yours. They're yours. And I was like, well, we don't know that. She says they're hers. And then we're in the pool. There's like now like this weird vibe where I think the kids said to the mum, oh, they asked me if I, where I got my sonnies. And they're like looking at me and looking. And then the mum says something to the kid and the kid passes the sonnies to her dad. He folds them up and puts them in their bag. (gasps) And like me and my sister and the kids were all like, oh, they're ours. They're ours. <laughs> and we're just like, well, that confirms it. Oh my god! So you never got them back? Never got them back. They're gone. Gone. R.I.P. Ray Bans. R.I.P. Okay. Do you know what I have time for? What do you have time for, Revzy? My kids reaching the age where holidays are fun again. Oh my god. Froth City. I'm in Jelly Town right now because I cannot wait to get to this stage of life. I did not even see this coming, so it was an extra delight. Also made crystal clear by the fact that I was away with my sister who has a seven-month-old and a two-year-old. Oh, she deep in it. And it was just me and her basically single mumming. She's not single. It was just the setup we had because everyone had COVID. It was just me and her and the four kids. So I had my two kids and she had her two kids. And the stark contrast between our experiences of the exact (laughs) same holiday, it just made me so grateful. I mean, I like, you know, tried to help her as much as possible, but it just gave me such an appreciation for where my kids are at and that... I just want to tell everyone about it because it's like, they're not that old. Like you're not that far away from five and seven. Yeah. So let me tell you about it. You're the silver lining that all of the mums who are in my stage of parenthood, like whether you've got a two-year-old or a three-year-old, we need to hear this, Rebs. Tell the people, give us hope. Because when you've got little, little kids, holidays are just a novel place to be tired, you know, (laughs) like, and things can be harder. You don't have your usual stuff. They don't have their bed, blah, blah, blah. They got to get there. None of the comforts from home. You've got to bring pretty much your whole house with you anyway. Like it can be not worth it. Right. But let me tell you about this holiday with my kids. First of all, no one needed to adjust to their cot or their bed. Like they were just like stoked to have a bed. 
Like they were like, this is my bed, this is my bed. And they were like jumping on them and they're yeah, like, So Ooh. everything's novel for them. It was so fun for them. They, we didn't need any bed rails or any like, you know, sleep nappies or any like wee pads or anything on the beds. We could just turn up to the hotel and they had a bed. They slept beautifully. They woke up later than they do at home because we were in a dark hotel Amazing. room with air they're cooked. They're cooked. Teddy learned how to use the in-room coffee machine and would bring me a coffee in bed every morning. Oh, my God. What a dream boat. Before I even, like, opened my eyes, he'd be like, here you go, mummy. Click. And I was like, oh, my God. And it didn't go everywhere. And it wasn't – he didn't break the machine and, like, you know, also lock it in the safe yeah. and all those things that they can do. There was not a nap schedule to contend with, so I didn't have to plan around going back to any room or, you know, like, quick, we got to get this done in the morning before naps. We could just be out all day, living our best lives, doing whatever we wanted on any schedule we wanted. God, your sister must have been on a hellish schedule now that I think of it, having a seven-month-old. And and a a, two-year-old. Surely the seven-month-old is on three naps while the two-year-old is on one. Yes, and musical chairs of like, this kid goes down, this kid's up, this kid goes down, this kid's up. Now they're both up for it. Ah, I'll put one other one. You know, you know what it's like. Um, I didn't have to pack any snacks or weird food. We literally just ordered off the menu when we were hungry. Amazing. Amazing. There were no floaties and I didn't have to get in the pool with them. I lay by the pool, reading stuff, scrolling, talking to my sister, holding her baby, playing with whatever, while my kids just swam and had fun, made friends at the hotel and just like had a fun time independently of me. Okay, question. Yes. Was there a kids club available? Did you get to utilize that? No, there wasn't that. This was like a quite a small kind of boutique-y, housey type hotel. I mean, it's a hotel resort. But this is even more impressive. Yeah, that you're raving about this holiday and you didn't even have kids club, which is a sign that your kids have reached a dream age to travel with. Here's the next best bit. They were awesome. I was like, I love these people. Like, I like traveling with these people. We laughed. We had in jokes. We were like playing together. I wanted to be with them. I wanted to play with them. I wanted to talk to them. I wanted to eat my meals with them because they were in holiday mode. And the three of us were like best mates. And it was so cool. And it reminded me, I loved my parents when we went on holidays, you know, like I loved hanging out with them. They were always in a good mood and it was always so fun. And it was just like, oh my God, I've arrived. I have arrived. And so like, good. My youngest so good. is not even five. He's five in two weeks. So I just like, please, if you've just been through an Easter long weekend where you feigned fun for everyone around you because it was a long weekend and you found the weekend really, really extra hard and you did everything for everyone and all the mental load of like a Easter bunny, whatnot, plus battling all that stuff. And you got your kids in a car or on a plane and you went away for other people. Just know that very soon you will be at this place where you too will enjoy the holiday. So good. You know, I've been reflecting on holidaying with kids a lot because my most recent trip, we just didn't nail it. You know, we didn't fully nail it because of the accommodation. We were missing a lot of comforts that we needed. I have Iggy who still naps. So we were tied down to a nap schedule. We were unfortunate in that we got pretty average weather Mm. for most of the time. And I had a moment with Hubs where I said, oh, I get now why those cheesy family resorts with Kids Club exist. I I get it now. I was always like, I will never. Yeah, I've never club met it. (laughs) 
Sounds like heaven. Yeah, never, never. <laughs> no way, not my jam. Right now, I'm like, hubs, this is what we need. We need to go to Fiji. Yes. So there's kids clubs for kids Rafa's age and nannies on tap for kids Iggy's age. Yeah. And then there's like adults only dining areas that are separate from the family dining areas. But on some nights, if we want to dine with our kids, we can where there's fucking fire twirlers and whatnot on yep. display while you eat your pasta. <laughs> and then we can have nights where we book the kids into a nanny or into kids club at night and go to the adults only quiet, central, sexy jazz music (laughs) (laughs) accompanying your dinner vibes, you know? Yeah. Like, for me, that's where I want to throw my money now. I'm, well, I'm and kind of cost the same to basically drive an hour away in New South Wales. Why wouldn't you just get on a cruise or something? Well, don't get on a cruise. That sounds COVIDy. But you know, head to Fiji or Hawaii yes, or somewhere like that. Totally. I said to Hubs, I think maybe we need in this chapter of the ages our kids are at we might need to have a break from Airbnbs. Yeah. Because I want my bedroom turned down. I want full room service. I want a chocolate on my motherfucking pillow. Damn straight. (laughs) Do you know what I did? What? I room serviced myself a margarita and had a shower margarita because I was like, I'm on holiday. And they brought it to my daughter. I was like, thank you so much. And I took it into the shower and I washed my hair and I did a full woman shower. You know, like the full one where you wash your hair twice to shampoo, you put the conditioner in forever, you shave your legs, you do under your arm. Because the kids are just watching the in-room TV, eating Pringles from the minibar, love and life, waiting for dinner. And I was in the shower and I was like, (gasps) I know. And I just had a little like mom in the shower. (laughs) I just had a thought. What? You let your kids eat from the minibar. Oh, yes, I did, but with massive restrictions because they found it and because they'd never really been to a hotel, really. Like, you know, they're like, oh, my God, look what they've got here for us. And I was like, now let me tell you about a minibar. Yeah. Kids, gather round. Life lesson number one. (laughs) You never have the $17 Sprite, okay? We leave that in there. But, you know, they had been swimming all day. They had lunch at 12. It was like 6 and they were hungry and I didn't have snacks because, yeah. as mentioned, didn't need to have them. So I was like, you know what, we'll have the $8 Pringles. And they ate those. But no, we, <laughs> I would, didn't let them go to town on the minibar because the minibar was always bad okay. for me. Always. Same. Yeah. My whole childhood, I never got anything from the minibar. No. Ever. No. Ever. It was like a no-go zone. Yeah. I would just open it and stare at it longingly. <laughs> There was one time, and this was back when I was working on Neighbours, where I got flown to Sydney to do some promo work for the show and I did, like, you know, marketing rounds where you go on Carl and Jackie O show or whatever. And I got put up in a hotel for one night in Sydney and it said minibar included. Ooh. Did you have oh, your Mars bar? Oh, I felt like such a bougie bitch. I had everything. You had those I think cashews. I even drank booze. Oh, yes. yes. You had the gold sachet of cashews. Yeah, yeah. everything. And the I just went to town. Oh, there's always a Toblerone and it always makes my day. That chewy nougat somehow tastes better when it comes out of a minibar. Yeah, because it's $19. <laughs> Correct. Oh, man. Oh, I loved hearing of your holidays. Seriously. My heart's so happy. It's made me really think, like, I need to now, now that I'm, like, got, you know, I've got my work schedule, I've got my kiddos, they're both on the same school holidays, I really need to sit down and map out our year next year and go, when can we do a holiday? Because now we can really all look forward to it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's made me really want to invest in those mems. Yeah, Hubs and I, we've been looking at Fiji. Yeah. Like, strongly considering it as an option for a bit of a win 
winter escape when Sydney's cold, yeah. maybe doing a trip to Fiji. But Just check your seasons with Fiji. Check your yeah, seasons. I, yeah, I'm a bit naive. I've never yeah, been to Fiji. Yeah, because you don't talk so... about weather before. You don't want to be there in typhoon season because it'll be no fun. Okay, I'm so glad we had this chat. You know, you're imagining your fire twirlers and your romantic adults-only yep. <laughs> jazz lounge. Well, that won't be going on if everyone's like, batten down the hatches, back to the mainland, and you get put in some shit Hyatt from the 80s as a consolation prize yeah damn all right noted noted we'll check in on that for sure it's very tropical weather reliant i think the time is now like easter oh shame that's not gonna happen hey um tourism fiji (laughs) slide on in we'll happily uh do a recce for you out of season oh with pleasure Uh, you know i just had a what i have time for can i have a mini what i don't have time for yes i'm here for it go do you know what i don't have time for what don't you have time for dresses ATM dresses at the moment. Elaborate. Everything has cutouts. Everything. Cutouts. Everything. I knew you were going to say that. Fucking cutouts. Like, cut it out, guys. I will gladly partake in this conversation. It's like, yeah, cut out the cutouts. Why can't I just buy that lovely scoop neck dress with that gorgeous sleeve and that fabric without like showing you my like right rib cage? (laughs) Like, why do I have to show you my left upper thigh? It's not anything anyone wants to see. Why can't I just have the dress intact? Do you know how those cutouts make me feel? How, babe? You know, when you put a sausage in a microwave (laughs) for too long (laughs) and there's a bit that bursts out. That's how I feel in a cutout. Yes, I feel like a footy frank that's been overboiled in a hot pot of water. Yes, yes. <sighs> it's not a vibe that I'm trying to achieve. And even when the cutout is in a place that's flattering, like we're like, okay, I could do like just a bit of underboob. That looks nice. But then you go, you're going to a restaurant. It's like we're not going to the club anymore. You sit down at the you're restaurant. Be sitting. You're sitting, and then there's yeah. a little fold there on full. But it's framed for you. <laughs> Here, everyone, look at my fat rolls. Now, are there DLs who are wanting to scream at this episode right now saying, girls, you need to love your bodies and let the rolls hang and be loud and proud? Yeah, like I actually genuinely am in such a good body image space at the moment, like really happy with my postpartum wobbly little bod, but I don't really need to like put my left tit on the table at a restaurant. Do you know what I mean? Like I still would like to be like elegantly clothed. Is that too much to ask? for to have a dress that's not been hacked at with scissors <laughs> this trend will come and go i gotta say when i stopped at macca's on the way to port stevens where we went i was quite buoyed by the massive state of body love that i saw on the youth it's like so trendy to wear super tight high-waisted bike pants and a crop and it was like i saw all kinds of bodies rocking that look you know with their like tube socks yeah. and their vages on and they were like These thick girls with these really powerful thighs and, like, girls with giant titties and, like, you know, like, really gorgeous girls who were, like... Just owning it? Owning their body shape and looking really confident and powerful and just walking around in these tight, cute outfits. And I was like... Fuck yeah, I'm really fucking here for this. It was really cool to see because it was like... But they're really really lucky that they weren't born in the era of how low can you go with your pants remember we had the christina aguilera's and the britney spears's rocking those hey can you see my pubes yeah you you got a wax to put your jeans on exactly yeah i'm all for the high-waisted they're in a flattering era we came up in a heroin chic and size zero culture you know so we're of course fucked for life but it was really really exciting to me to see all these young women just like with this 
amazing sense of body positivity and like genuine it looked genuine it wasn't like a performance it was like oh you're wearing this and you're like loving it I love it yeah I must admit I do think the Kardashians played a part in that not that I want to give them too much credit for anything but I do think that they did make big booties and curves popular and trendy and cool because I've got cousins who are in their teens and they work out to get a peach butt. butt. Yeah. That's what they strive for. And they pose in photos to accentuate their curves. Like, yeah. I remember us, it was like, how do you make yourself look fashionably emaciated like a stick insect? Yeah. You know, how do you hide all those lumps and <laughs> Colour pop, colour pop. <laughs> all about the colour pop. <laughs> oh, man. I would put it more down to people like Lizzo, Cardi B. Yeah, but that is all from... Yeah, the genesis was... You know, the cultural the icons. Yeah. yeah, the Karkrashians, yeah. exactly. I do think that they were the first females on television where they owned it. And I have to say owned it because, you know, you would have people on television who were apologetic for their shape. Mm. But I feel like they were like, no, I want to accentuate this. I want to highlight this. And I think that's positive. I think the whole lip trend is problematic like that's definitely Kylie Jenner led and I look forward to the trout pout ending whenever that may be there's nothing like popping into your local injectables place or laser hair removal joint on lip day and just seeing all the staff just like hey how are you and they just got these big dick lips just staring at you you're like oh okay it's lip day everyone got their lips done today everyone's got the bruised so sausage face <laughs> yeah so it's fun. awful hear me with your nuts Yeah, you did. Can I do a kind of spawny but not spawny but could be passed off as spawny without meaning to? Sounds like you're gonna. I'll call this a shameless not spawn. Is that awkward when there's a shameless podcast in the world? Shameless, but I don't care. Do it. Little Dreamer Journals that I have with Emma Kate. We're actually running a little bit of a promo for Mother's Day. And what we're offering is beautiful Little Dreamer Journals with free gift wrapping. Now, Emma Kate Co. gift wrapping is elite, okay? This is not just like some brown paper, smash it together and then you open it. No, this is beautifully crafted Emma Kate Co. wrapping paper with beautiful ribbon and you get a free gift tag on top of that. Plus a free pen. Now, one of the most common questions I get asked when filling out my little dreamer journal is what pen do you use? Yes. Now, I used to use a different branded pen. I've forgotten the name. But since I've moved on to Emma Kate Co. pens and they're these beautiful, they glide, mm. you know, they glide That's like a what swan we want. across the page. Yeah. And so you get one of those for free. All you have to do is add a pen to cart, add wrapping paper to cart along with your little dreamer journal. And then you put in the code PEANUT, all capitals, and then all of that shit becomes free. Not the journal, but all the add-ons. This would be an amazing gift for an expecting mum if you wanted to treat someone who was not yet a mum for Mother's Day but about to be, or a first-time mum, someone who's just had a baby. That would be amazing. Yeah, and if you're lazy like me and you hate gift wrapping, you know, there's a one-stop shop that's doing it for you, so get on it. Or if you've got a shit gifter for a partner, you should order it for yourself. Absolutely. Or send a link. Send a link. I love it. What's yours, Rebsy? Hit me with your nuts, bomb. <laughs> oh, you know what? Solid effort, Chumi. Solid. My not spawn is an artist on Spotify. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So I discovered this artist when I watched another not spawn, a British TV series called Trying. 
The second season, the entire soundtrack is done by one artist, Maisie Peters. She's a London-based singer-songwriter. She's got like five or six albums. So if you're like keen to get into someone new and like really explore it, she's amazing. Maisie Peters? Maisie Peters. And uh, I mean, could I recommend a starter album? No, I would just go to the like This Is Maisie Peters Spotify playlist and have a crack. It's really good like kitchen music or working music. It's really Ooh. melodic. It's the kind of thing like once you've heard it three or four times, you kind of get into it and you know it. Amazing breakup album if that's your vibe but it's not a downer it's just a good like oh you've lived oh you've been hurt babe who hurt you it's just great beautiful singer-songwriter music you know like I guess like an indie London Taylor Swift vibe is kind of the vibe love it anyway just I'm just been storytelling-y yeah I've just been devouring her music it stays in your head and sometimes you'll recall a lyric or a phrase or whatever and you're like fucking yes that is life you have nailed it Maisie Peters Anyway, Maisie Peters. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. All right, I'm going to check her out for sure. I think you'll really like her. She's really awesome. Well, I believe that brings us to the end of episode 68, Rebs. Jeepers creepers. Hey, I hope you all signed up for the newsletter because it started hitting inboxes this week. Oh, we're talking about Bestie Bulletin. DLs, if you're not amongst it, why aren't you? Get amongst it. I personally love the Bestie Bulletin. Uh, Bulletin? Bulletin? (laughs) Tonight on the Bestie Bulletin, two white women the in the northern bulletin. beaches of New South Wales have complaints about Easter. <laughs> Can I just say, Revzy designs it so beautifully. If you like aesthetically pleasing things, you'll enjoy having a scroll through. But it also has helpful information, lots of other not spawnies, lots of free spawnies, lots of ideas, what we're some eating, codes. what we're doing, what we're liking, what we're listening to, some codes, some codes. It's just basically the shit me and Jem send each other on WhatsApp. So we've just put that in a nicely yeah. designed email. How do they join the Bestie Bulletin, Revs? If you go to our Instagram and highlights, there is a Bestie Bulletin highlight. You click that and there's a link you can go straight through or it's in our Facebook group. Nailed it. Woo! That was so radio of me. I was almost like I was prepared. It was. (laughs) We love you guys. And we'll be back in your ear holes very soon. Bye-bye. Bye.